Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Box Set Pod Season 2, Episode 3. Howell and Jamie here. We ask you, as ever, download the Acast app if you haven't got it, because you get to watch the pod as well as listen to it. When I say watch, it's links, it's pictures and stuff. You don't have to look at us just talking in a dark room with each other. Um, and also, who's that person who you always talk about TV with? You don't talk about sport with them, you talk about TV with them. Well, let them know. Uh, that they should listen to the box set pod. We love hearing your emails as well. Email us studio at theboxsetpod.com. So today's pod is a letdown. Uh, let's tell us, say why it's such a bloody letdown. Got deleted. We recorded a whole box set pod and then we left the studio and the computer said, Windows is updating. Windows started updating automatically and destroyed our fine audio. Who dare you? F you, Microsoft. Yeah. This is why I'm eating now. Because for all I know, this one's going to be deleted as oh, well. Don't eat on the pod, Howell. You're really gummy. I don't know if you're aware of this. You're a very gummy eater. Ah, it's delicious. Like you haven't got teeth or something. Having a satsuma. Um, so, what is on the box set pod today? Well, we're going to have a little chat with a Hollywood producer who is in charge of the new Pitch Perfect movie. Very good, Pitch Perfect. Um, one of those films that looked like it was going to be rubbish and then was really funny. If you watched it, you loved it. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I really loved it. Uh, it surprised me how much I did like it. Mm. Comedians being funny. I love a cappella, though. I always wanted to be in a cappella band, and uh, it's just not big over here. I really feel like I should have been born in America. I would have really fitted the culture. And, uh, so that I, is now a box set, of course, because well. there's a second one coming out. Um, let's sing some a cappella, then. What do you want to sing? Uh, let's do a theme tune. Yeah. Uh, Mad Men. An a cappella theme tune? <laughs> Who does bloody theme tunes? Why not? All right, TV, let's try TV. and do Mad Men, all right? Uh, yeah. You, you do, yeah. <laughs> Keep going. We're going to go into Game of Thrones. Oh, no, no, no. It's quite a hard, hard mix. Ended on a high. Certainly did. Hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for your emails. Thanks for your tweets. Love to know what you're thinking of the, the final season, everybody, of Mad Men, because we're into the last sort of three or four episodes now. And I've really, actually, you know, I started, I started off a bit critical of these last few episodes well it's been a, a few i've watched that have been brilliant and just you know when the all the best episodes of mad men are, are usually when peggy and don draper are interacting have you noticed that mm. i always find that there's something about those two characters the oh, journey wow. they've been on together that's the question how it, is uh, mad men gonna end right yeah, I, you know it really worries me that Luke Marsden mm. is right. Well, the, and that he's going to 
jump off a building. building. And that, we're not spoiling anything there. Because, because that's the, the first episode you see of the Mad Men on we, the credits, yeah. it, it's an animation of a guy falling off a building in we, a suit. And we have no idea if this is right, but the more I'm watching it, every episode at the end I'm going, he's going to do it, isn't he? He's gonna put me but they're doing building. that on purpose. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, ben emailed saying Mad Men are clearly teasing us. Every possible way that they can imply that he's going to jump off a building, they are doing. They're doing heavy hints to it. And Mad Men don't do heavy hints. Mad Men is a complex, beautiful machine that I do not understand. And that's why I love it so much. When I watch it, you know, it's the only TV series ever that I will react uh, like I'm watching sports, but to writing. Sometimes they do a line. They say a line in it, and I go... Oh my God, that's mm. so good. Yeah. Which yeah. is what people say when they're watching football. Oh my God, that's so good. Goal! Well done. It's like that. Back of the net. Because um, I, I just get the sense of like, oh my God, you are so smart. That is, I didn't know, I had no idea what you were doing with me in this series. And now I get, I, I sort of get what you're saying, but I'm still kept in the dark. Yeah. And I love that you're it, keeping me in the so dark. so good. But the thing is, in the last one, the last few episodes, Big Daddy Drape has been taking a few pummels to the kidneys and I'm just oh, worried yeah. that he's going, he's going to go down in the flames. The wheels are falling off. It's weird because he, he isn't, he's a strange character, but you can't help almost wanting a happy ending for him. There's and one place in the country of, of America that he really likes. I want him to end up there. That's what I want. Um, but again, they you know they seem to be kiboshing that a little bit as well. Yeah. Who knows what's going on in the news this week, Jamie? Uh, lots of uh, if you've got to uh, theboxsetpod.com slash news, you can see all the latest stuff. I usually like to put as many TV trailers that have just come out as possible. Some really good TV trailers. Uh, theboxsetpod.com slash news. Slash it up big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a great trailer for the new show Blunt Talk a proper trailer now Patrick Stewart playing an eccentric British news anchor on American TV Seth MacFarlane is producing this bad boy mm. it looks good in the trailer it looks interesting I love Patrick Stewart I think he's brilliant another great trailer to look at Fear of the Walking Dead yes they've made it it is the companion series to the Walking Dead we already know it gets 15 million views an episode the, the Walking Dead the new uh, version is set in Los Angeles and we'll focus on the beginnings of the actual zombie outbreak. Uh, from what I've seen of that, that's just a teaser, but it certainly whets the appetite. Have you seen the trailer for this new, um, it's like an Aaron Sorkin cross-fest. It's, it's like uh, for pensioners. It's a Best Marigold Hotel, but it's, you've got Martin Sheen in it. You've got Jane Fonda in it. No. You've not oh, seen it? yeah, on Netflix you're on about. It's going to be on Netflix. It's out on Netflix. Is it out already? Yeah, it's like a sitcom, isn't it, about... And what's his name? Charlie, the boss from uh, Newsroom, he's in it as well. Yeah, and Jane... Gracie, uh, Grace and Frankie. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin are, are the main women in it. Grace they? and Frankie, and it's it's about Martin Sheen. The Why pre- have you said Aaron Sorkin, by the way? Because they were all in West Wing and Newsroom, weren't they? All right, okay. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, thanks to Ben for emailing me that and giving me that line. Uh, Grace and Frankie. So it's um, Martin Sheen and the other guy um, who is from Newsroom. They have decided in their 70s to be gay with each other. They, they've come Great out. Great start for a sitcom. They've decided that they're gay. And see a Jane Fonda renaissance. I mean, they probably already always knew they were gay. I'm not implying that. Uh, what I mean yeah. is they've decided to come out, come out and announce that they're gay and partners. And so it's, what would happen if in your 70s you announced that? And how would your friends... 
uh, as pensioners react to this news? Ooh, I don't know. It looks good. It looks good. Speaking of Netflix, have you been watching Bloodline at all? Have you seen any of Bloodline? I keep saying to my wife, let's watch Bloodline. And she goes, Howell, we're watching Suits, The Wire. You've started that vampire thing. You're a busy beaver. You're Um, a busy beaver. We've got too much going on. So she's making me wait. And I'm like, Sarah, this is my career I'm talking about. I need to watch this stuff. Study, study it down. I've actually, my, my, my wife stopped watching it. Oof. Four episodes in, so four, fair well, play. She, she followed the, the four rule. Episode rule. I've carried on without her, and yeah. it's actually started getting. It, it's a slow burner. It's so hard after that, isn't it? It's so hard to go back to someone who's given up and say, "Go it's beyond good. the four episodes." Yeah, because I know she, she won't go back. But she won't. It, it is if you do get past four. It's one of those shows that like does a lot of teasing of secrets, but doesn't tell you the secrets. You know, yeah. and that can get frustrating. That's why my wife quit. But my, I don't quit. Does uh, your wife quit on all things that get frustrating? Because if which so, I get the lawyer lined up. Yeah, that's a worry, isn't it? Yeah. No, she's she's committed to this uh, this this husbandry uh, business, and uh, <laughs> and uh, but Bloodline is very good actually. It's getting excellent. I'm mean, nine episodes in. If you've watched right. any of Bloodline, let me know because it's got a really good cast as well, and it's set in Florida Keys. It looks gorgeous. It's just like how oh, can yeah. you know when you watch it? It's, like, it's a lot like with Broadchurch, beautiful yeah. place, and you think, why are these people so effing miserable? You know, You're living in a beautiful place. You know, if, with the box set pod that I went to Miami. Yeah. Well, on that trip, I also went down to Key West to do some research on Bloodline, obviously. Of course you did. Um, and the weather was bad. I've got to have picked the two days of the year that the Florida Keys was grey. It was British really? weather. It was British oh, weather. That's... And it, a place like that is rubbish in, in, in bad rubbish weather. weather yeah. I'm so, I was so gutted. And it, it's interesting how much your mood can be shifted in a place. Yeah. You know what it's like? If you've ever been on a summer holiday and it's cloudy, it's like, oh stinks my, to high this heaven. This is crap. Stinks to high heaven. Yeah, uh, but it is worth a watch, so get 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 on that. Uh, other trailers, back onto theboxsetpod.com slash news. Great trailer for the de- True Detective Season 2, Ooh. out 22nd of June. Starring Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. You're absolutely bang wrong howl in fact you've got colin farrell and vince vaughn involved in this bad boy wow it's uh exploring corruption among california law enforcement farrell and, and vaughn that is one macho you'd combo. think it, it could well vaughn's you know a bit slapstick but he's uh he's uh taking on a serious role here yeah looks like it might be good watch the trailer because of course if you watch the first series of true detective it was stunning this is a completely different story i'm going to see that trailer and i'm going to watch it right now we're going to the box setpod.com slash news another trailer that I want to mention uh, it's a brilliant one Orange is the New Black season <gasps> 3 it begins in June the, the third season the trailer for season 3 is brilliant like wow. I, I love these characters now I yeah. genuinely love it and it's I think this is what's good about the trailer is it really gets across that this is both quite a dramatic story but also has comic elements in it it's yeah. definitely not an out and out comedy no. but it has a lot going for it so check that out last two things. I do want to mention, we mentioned this last week, the Muppets are returning to TV. ABC doing a documentary-style Muppet show. Uh, we weren't too sure about that. And Sasha Baron Cohen is getting in bed with Amazon Prime to make a TV show. Joking. Yeah, it's going to be a new comedy show. It's going to be called Heiston. 
Okay. It's going to be written by the writer of the film Nebraska. He, won a, he got an Oscar nomination for that. It's directed by the Little Miss Sunshine duo. Mm. It's about a 19-year-old called Heiston who retreats into his imagination where he has famous friends offering him advice and wisdom. Nice. That sounds good. Sasha Baron How Cohen. How many ideas are out there? I, I mean, I've been thinking about this recently. It's like the more we do this podcast, the more we realise that if we dedicated our life to just watching box sets, mm-hmm. we couldn't cover all of them that have been made just in the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like just so the last much. 10 years, there are so and many. I, I do want to do a, a, a special mention as well. I've not started watching it. Channel 4, a new cop comedy called No Offense. Now, I've heard it's really good. And one of the reasons I'm excited about it is because the creator of it is Paul Abbott. And uh, if you know anything about Paul Abbott, shame, shameless, he made Shameless, yeah. created Shameless. When it was good. Both in the US and in the UK. Yeah. And he was involved with Cracker. And he was involved in, in the brilliant state of play, yeah. if anyone watched that. He's a, such a good writer. And I'm hearing really good things about No Offence Channel That's 4. That's Channel 4 in the UK. I'm not sure where you'd be able to get it outside of the UK. Great news, is that it? That's your business. Well, this was going to be a much longer podcast. I hope you um, understand that in order to hit our deadline of Friday at midnight UK time, we had to do this one. So I think it's been fun, but we did do the interview, so let's let's get that on. It's a very short interview, and he seemed like a very nice guy, and let's let's listen to it. Let's Let's just do it, shall we? Max Handelman. Hi, how are you? Max Handelman, very good, how are you? I'm well. I'm Good. Well. Welcome to London. It's great to be here. I've not been to London for quite a while. And uh, how's the jet lag? Um, well, we've been in a couple different European cities already, and uh, I was getting overconfident with my sleeping abilities. <laughs> caught up to me a couple nights ago. But I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Good. So I'm Howell. This is Jamie. I'm Jamie. Nice to meet Hi, you, Max. Nice Welcome nice to the box set party. First of all, can I just tip of the cap to you, sir, for marrying the beautiful Elizabeth Banks? <laughs> Thank you. So After how... I did that, I, I don't have to accomplish anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I love Pitch Perfect. Absolutely loved the first one. And it was one of those that, you know, sometimes I think the trailer uh, doesn't do justice to the film. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, And sure. sometimes, in fact, they're dead opposites. Like, if you watch an awesome trailer, sometimes you, you know that the film's not going to be very good. And mm-hmm. vice versa. Well, it wasn't that the trailer was bad for the first one. It was just that um, I expected it to be much more of a tween yeah. flick. Um, than a bunch of comedians. We were talking to Andrew, who's a Muppeteer last week, hmm. and um, and we were talking about the same thing, how there's this expectation sometimes of things for kids when actually when you get a bunch of comedians together doing something, you can make something really mainstream, but that is very funny. And that's what Pitch Perfect was, but you also had the added thing of singing in it and brilliant singers in it. Does Pitch Perfect 2 live up to Pitch Perfect 1? Is it still as funny? Uh, I'm very happy, and... Uh, I I can confidently say that Pitch Perfect Two actually is funnier than Pitch Perfect One. No. Yes, and, and I think we've been hearing that reaction response from a number of people who've seen the film already. It, uh, you know, we Elizabeth and I and and Kate Cannon, the writer, when we set about doing Pitch Perfect One, and certainly when we, uh, with Pitch Perfect Two, we always have viewed the Pitch Perfect brand. Uh, and world as a comedy first with music rather than a musical with with some comedy. Um, so we we've always taken it um, uh, in in comedic directions whenever possible. So um, Pitch Perfect Two, you will find it to be 
uh, as funny, if not funnier, than the first. I was just going to say, how do you look after that? How is it when you're on a, such a... We talk to a yeah. lot of people who are in charge of you know the production side of things, and it's like you're moving these giant ships around in the night, and it's it's such a, it's so important. You know, every second counts in terms of money. How do you look after the comedy? How do you allow space for the comedy? Well, I think it starts with tone first and foremost. You have to really know and understand your tone um, in real time. I mean, Pitch Perfect specifically. I think it, if we were off ten percent or 10 degrees in either direction you would have had in one way you would have had glee yeah and another way you would have had probably kind of a somewhat silly teen comedy mm. um and you know we've landed i think successfully kind of in the middle uh where we have the tone exactly right where it's irreverent and never takes itself too seriously and has a series of grounded and relatable characters and you kind of get those things right and then it frees you up to do anything and everything uh, comedically that we we do i think the difference one of the differences between pitch perfect one and pitch perfect two is that in the first one it was uh very focused around the character of becca mitchell and uh, who's so critical to grounding our story and our world in a believable character so that you could kind of take it seriously and uh and then following her uh, you know, romantic journey uh, with with uh, Jesse and and all the angst that goes into a freshman girl in college. In the, in the second one, we don't we didn't have to kind of rely on servicing all the kind of angsty side of of things. We were just kind of able to turn it loose and just do a lot of funny stuff. So when you were producing the second, when you were thinking of the second one, you and Elizabeth and Paul, how did you? Uh, how how soon did you have the idea? Did you know where you wanted to take it before you wrote the first one? Does it work like that? No. <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish. No, we we um we did not know. Uh, well, certainly, in the, we did not even contemplate Pitch Perfect two while we were doing Pitch Perfect one. But even when we sat down to do Pitch Perfect two, we didn't know necessarily what we were going to do. Other other than that, we had certain um key elements that we wanted to focus on so we wanted to introduce a new uh a new character in the character of emily played by Haley steinfeld who is fantastic in the film is is an amazing singer which i think a lot of people don't realize about Haley steinfeld but she you know she embodies like the true pitch perfect fangirls all the all the, the girls who are legitimate crazy fans about the movie this is who she is her dream is to sing with the barton bellas that's what she does um we wanted to have a much bigger uh, riff off. Uh, the the scene in the in the in the pool in the first movie was you know such a favorite of fans. So when we sat down, Amazing. we said we've got to do a Fight Club underground riff off <laughs> mayhem. Uh, bring in more groups, more songs, feature the American football players, the Green Bay Packers, you know what have you. <laughs> Everything that we did. Uh, so it's just, it was just a lot of that. And uh, and and in terms of direction that you took it in, it looks like this is kind of a big. The stakes are higher. It's like the Lex Luthor arrives of <laughs> of uh, singing groups. Yeah, anytime a, a comic book reference can be made uh, to Pitch Perfect, I'm I'm pleased. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I mean, the key with the 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 Barton Bellas and Pitch Perfect Two is is last time we saw them at the finale of Pitch Perfect One, they were inc- extremely triumphant, uh, singing an incredible song. They win the national championship, and the Bellas work best when they're underdogs and they're kind of like this you know band of misfits. Mm. So we had to find a way to immediately lay them low and humiliate them, which I think. <laughs> 
uh, we do. There's no better way to do that than embarrass yourself in front of the president of the United States. <laughs> and and then couple that with presenting them with extremely high stakes. They now have to go to the world championships and, and face down the the dominant uh, team from, from Germany. <laughs> it looks so much fun. How many, Elizabeth as director, how much... How much how- how much of it goes in outtakes? Do they do a lot of takes of the same thing so that the gags can come in and so that the funny people can be funny? Yeah, there's. I mean, it, it certainly varies from different scenes to different scenes. Some scenes where all the girls are in it, and it, you know, you really have to kind of make sure to hit every single character and every single line. There's less improv, but in other cases, when you have, you know, certainly Rebel Wilson doing her thing, yeah. uh, Elizabeth and John Michael Higgins doing their thing. I mean, that what what Elizabeth and John do is, you know, 90% all improv, and literally, you know, she just locks off the uh, a couple cameras, sets the lights, and they just go in there and do their thing until usually the crew starts laughing so much she has to call cut. Oh, wow. If you're impressing the crew, you're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't use all of it. Some, some of it was not appropriate for a PG-13 film, but uh, very funny. Oh, brilliant. Do you put the jokes in front of test audiences and all that? I remember Will Ferrell talking about Anchorman and how they, they, they tested like nine hours worth of jokes or something. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, we, 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 we did a number of friends and family screenings before getting to the kind of the official um, screening that gets scored for the studio. And uh, so we test out a variety of things and then did the final two tests, official tests and, uh, um, you know, scored incredibly uh, high, particularly for a comedy. And, and having been in, in the theaters, they were uh, borderline religious affairs. It was, it was pretty, pretty, a lot of, you know singing i mean people sing along the songs clapping in the middle of the film everything it's well it's i think we've crazy. do we've got 30 seconds left of a nine minute interview we always ask our guests we're definitely going to watch picture perfect too we always ask our guests on the box set pod what are your favorite box sets tv for series or films uh well i certainly could watch uh the sopranos oh um, yes i could go through that entire box set um show over here in in in, in london that I, lo- I loved watching all the luther shows um, oh yeah string about yeah yeah and no, I, I love i love all you know binge watching all the, the different television shows it's a good time to be a producer creative time it is it absolutely is you can go back and forth across the mediums well thank you very much thank you and uh yeah we hope to speak to you soon absolutely <laughs> thank you max all right guys max handelman there then so join us next week on the box set pod but in the meantime do pop us an email love receiving your emails studio at theboxsetpod.com email us i guarantee we will mention you on the box set pod i might regret saying that but we've got enough time to mention um studio at theboxsetpod.com pop us an email with your recommendation of your favorite box sets or are you just starting a new one and you want to tell us what that's like maybe in the meantime studio at theboxsetpod.com or go to theboxsetpod.com slash news au revoir planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.